Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you're listening this to. We are recording on a Saturday night in the Bunkers Hill. Yeah, go go us. And we are the Cat's Whiskers. Good afternoon, good morning, uh, welcome wherever you're listening to, to the Cat Switchers podcast. We are live on a Saturday night, if you're in Bunkers Hill at the moment, um, obviously not while you're uh, listening to us, if you're uh, jogging on a Sunday morning or whatever. Um, I am gladly uh, surrounded by my compadres, Tina Taylor. Good evening. Adam Reddish. Good evening. And we are delighted to welcome... Uh, Cat's Whiskers alumni. He may not be here to plug his book, Paul, Rad- uh, Paul Radford. Oh, hello. Uh, no, he's got home already. Paul Bomb. Hello. Yes, I'm here to plug the book. <laughs> and I don't know whether we're allowed to say that he's here or not because, you know, he works for the official club and everything. But uh, Jonathan Mullard is also here. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not distracted by anything or anything. He's just signing autographs and all sorts. But, uh, no, it's, 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 been, uh, it's been a time since our, uh, our last podcast. We've had some good times. Cardiff away. Yes, well, I mean, I think that's probably where we should start. We've had a bit of a mixed bag of results, but obviously um, yourself and Adam went to Cardiff and, uh, and had a, a, a jolly nice time from uh, from what I can well, from what I heard and what I saw. There is photographic evidence that you all had I'm an, an absolute. Did we have a jolly abs- good time in Cardiff. We had a jolly good time. Uh, we had many laughs and we beat the devils. So you know that's always good, isn't it? And I hear Todd Kelman. Also, you can I, almost I hear, say everywhere we go. We're watching Super Pampers putting on a show. I, I hear, and I also hear Todd Kelman made good on a bet and bought you all a beer. He did. Um, he said before the game that if we beat Cardiff, then he would come into the bar and he would buy us all a drink. Um, fair play to Todd. He was true to his word. And as soon as we got to the bar after the game, he came in. He had a face like thunder, but he went straight to the bar. He respected the bet and he bought us all a drink. So thank you, Todd. Marvelous. I mean, it's it's nice when uh, you know when your rivals have a face like thunder, but still pony up on a bet that they confidently made. To be fair, I mean, I I I've mentioned this on a on a previous podcast in that it always seems to be Cardiff that move their games around to suit the rest of the elite league. The last few years with all COVID and then what happened this year and what have you, and I, I made mention of that to Todd, and he was it was like well. If we can do things to help the rest of the clubs, why wouldn't we? And, um, you know, it was from that that we obviously we went on, oh, let's have a bet. But, I mean, he's the, he is the, the GM that you want at your club, isn't he, really? I mean, because he, he puts himself out there, you know, he, he, when, he, when they get beat, he's still out there and he takes his licks. I don't, t- Tina, just help me out here. I'm a, 
I'm oh, trying not to wax lyrical too much, man. Right. Well, okay. Well, I'll, I'll stop you right there. Let, how about how about the uh, one of you or both of you talk about the the, the game itself? Well, because, the game itself. Yeah. Go on. Wow. Um, that is the best Panthers performance I have seen from us in a long, long time. We. I mean. Unfortunately, the highlights, obviously the highlights from a team will always emphasise the good that the home team did. The highlights make the game look more even than it actually was. We absolutely destroyed them. Uh, they couldn't handle our pace. Uh, Bounds couldn't catch a cold that night, which was good for us. We were just so good from, from front to back. We were fantastic. I think that the, the, the team fed on the fans were so loud all night and I think the team fed on that as well um, yeah Adam help me out here I, I, <laughs> I can't I can't I can't say much more than how, how good we were it was like it was the perfect road game you know we were in control of the game you know we were slick everything worked you know our passing was crisp you know we protected the netminder it was just a really solid effort and a solid performance. Um, you know, it's almost like the template for how you want to go on the road and play ice hockey. And um, I think we just sort of like completely took the crowd out of the game as well, didn't we? You know, we started the game well, we sucked the life out of the atmosphere. And, um, you know, we, we just sort of, with every goal, we took a little bit more out of the crowd. The fans played the part in that as well, Adam, though. Every time they tried to start a chant or something like that, we'd respond with our own things and the team were, the team were responding as well and I think it, it, for me that that game shows a big part of like what the fans can do to influence a game um, I mean there was probably only about what 70, 80 maybe 100 tops of us there in, in the uh, in the arena but I mean my god we were loud I know we were sat amongst them so it's always going to sound louder but yeah, it sounded like we were just as loud as the rest of the Cardiff fans in the arena that night. Um, so yeah, I mean, we gave the team amazing backing, but the team gave us a reason to give them good backing. So, um, you know, it was brilliant. And I just, I loved that away game. It was just everything that you wanted from a Panthers team. Okay, you know, Cardiff probably had, you know, more shots on goal and they probably had like more dangerous uh, sort of, uh, you know, attempts or chances around our net. But we just defended really manfully and we just picked Cardiff off, you know, on the counter. So um, every time it looked like Cardiff were starting to sort of like get back into the game, we'd go down the other end of the ice and score. So it was absolutely perfect. We played it perfectly. Uh, the fans were great. The players were great. You know, we celebrated really well. And then we went off into Cardiff after the game and we celebrated even more. Yeah. And Tom Kelman, Bolter's eight points. Yes, marvellous. I mean, let, let's just mention it again, why don't we? So... A um, couple of games following that where, you know, the fortunes weren't quite, you know, in, in our favour. They, 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 maybe a, I, want, I want to say from the Coventry... Not for, not for a lack of effort. No, no, absolutely not. At no, at no point can you, can you fault the effort level of, of this team. I think, you know, even, even before you know, everything that happened, I think this was a team that was showing effort. I mean... For me, the last, you know, that we had what three games in a row that we lost, and then in every single game, you can't say that the other team was better than us. We we were a, a lucky bounce away from winning all of those games. 
you were in Coventry. Well, we all... yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I was, I, I was going to say, the, the, the game in Coventry, I felt like the team looked a little tired, but still gave absolutely everything on the ice. I thought we were the better team in Coventry. I thought we were by far and away the better team. You know, we had probably better chances and, you know, we had a lot more than put possession. And, you know, we're asking their net minded to make a lot of saves. The one thing I would say is we didn't really have that sort of quality or that sharpness in front of net that you needed to. And, you know, a lot of the saves that Kent, the Blaze net minded, made were sort of quite routine. Uh, we just needed someone, you know, with a bit of sharpness around the net to, like, get that one-timer away or do something a little bit inventive. But it just wasn't there. So for all the chances we had and all the possession we had, we did seem to be a little bit toothless, which was annoying, really, because Coventry were just clinical, and that's how they won the game, and we didn't. I mean, I, I'll be, even, even though in our predictions league, I still I went for a, an optimistic Panthers win. I was feeling good. I, I, you know, I thought... Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, what was I thinking? Because because historically we we haven't done well in Coventry. So, but I I just felt like I felt like we have got a team that that has the potential to get something out of out of the skydome. I I mean, I sat there and watched the, watched the webcast, and I I still I don't, we were the better team. I mean, I, I, I will argue against anybody in a sky blue jersey who says different. We were the better team on Sunday. Like, but like it was on uh, on, on that game and against the, the, the previous game against Belfast, against Dundee the week before at our place, we were the better team. We just didn't get the bounce. And that, I think that that was the one thing that was going against us for the last few games. Is that we just didn't get, we didn't get the lucky bounce that like, and it happens. And it, you know, you go through periods like this. The, the fact that we were still in there and thereabouts, leading up to the final final hooter and what have you. You can't leave a Pampas game early at the moment, can you? No, no, absolutely not. What I would say, I think you know. Ant's right about the fact that you know we were there or thereabouts in each game that you know we ended up losing. I do worry about this team that we're not stacked with offense. You know we've got really good players. You know we've got good offensive players, but you know we've got no sort of like. And I always talk about this every season, but there's no sort of like 35, 40 goal player on our roster. So we've got goals coming from all lines, but I think sometimes when it's not quite clicking. It might look worse than it is, if that makes sense, because you know, like against Coventry, we, we had a lot of possession, but we just didn't do enough with the puck around Coventry's net. So we'll get there, you know, and it might be that there might be further roster changes between now and the end of the season. But I think, you know, we are, we are a very good team, actually, this year. You know, I think we've got some really good players. We just need to figure it out offensively. And I think when we click, we will go for it big time and like hit a really good run of form. But yeah, there won't be anybody in our roster that like scores big goals, you know, 35, 40 goals a year, which, you know, I always want in our team, but we just don't get for one reason or another. So I'll just have to suck that one up. I mean, I suppose that's an interesting point, really. I mean, we're, we're approaching the kind of midpoint of the season, really, isn't it? Christmas always sort of feels like that to me. So, is the is the roster what we think we're going to finish the season with, or you know, can can we see changes? Because I, I think 
you know, we're still we're still a hockey team. We're still playing, and we've still got to be competitive. So, if there is if there is a hint that perhaps there is somewhere in the roster that we can improve on, then you know, surely we've got to look at that. But by the same token, I think it'd be really cruel to split this group. Because you know, they, because of what they've gone, they've gone through. They're very close, and you know, on, you know, Victor Victor Bjorkum left of his own, you know, of his own choice. You know, nobody can, nobody can, you know, nobody can say anything, you know, say anything about that because you know. I've just spent the last few moments just basically nodding my head to what you've been saying, like a a, a nodding dog toy. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying. This is like, we, if, if, if we've got a chance of doing well in playoffs or, or in the league or what have you, we'd be daft not to add to this group. And it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a replacement um, for me at the moment. I don't think, I don't, I don't want to see anybody being replaced. I, I, I mean, I think we could, we, we could add to what we've got. Um, certainly, certainly um, in the attack, I think if we had somebody um, up top who could um, maybe like not necessarily like fight and stuff like that, but bash a people, bash a few people around. You're yeah. sort of thinking more a traditional power forward, aren't you? Know, you? you know, like a Kevin Bergen. Yeah. You know, like you know that sort of person who could get dirty in the corners. Or could who could just put his arse in front of the? Uh, am I allowed to say arse? Yes, I think arse is acceptable. Arse is acceptable. Put his arse in the uh, opposing netminder's like face and stuff like that when we're on the power play or something like that. Um, I think if we if we can add to what we've got, I think we're, we we. I say there is nobody in that squad at the moment that I want to see gone. And when was the last time we could say that? I know, I know. But, I mean, a certain amount of that will, will potentially be emotional rather yeah. than, um, <laughs> you know, practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's to be expected, I think, quite frankly. I think that's to be expected. Like Tyler Welsh's um, girlfriend's TikTok. <laughs> it's, it, no, but you, you, just for that alone, you're like kind of like, latch on to him and go, oh, oh I really like this guy well maybe I, I, I've personally I've never been a person that gone that's gone oh I like this guy because he's a nice guy I don't want him cut from the team I don't want Tyler Welsh cut from the team because his girlfriend's posting TikTok videos Tyler Welsh is doing a job he scored tonight fantastic goal tonight well that, I mean that's an interesting thing let's just sort of fast forward to tonight's game so there was a little bit of a reshuffle in terms of lines and so the line that Tyler Welsh is actually sitting on tonight I found that very interesting and very productive actually it was a line that hit you with speed so uh, yeah it's well the, it worked and that, that's all I can say you know it's um they did seem um, they did seem a bit more chemistry tonight um, but I mean it, it sort of it felt like a really defensive effort tonight you know we we sort of we protect I know it sounds weird because we're heavily outshot I think but it looked like we protected Rock really well and anything that got through the defence Rock dealt with quite well so but you know 
it, it was like a different Panthers performance because we went sort of like be solid at the back and then sort of like pick them off on the break and we did that but yeah I think you know everybody played well tonight there's you know no passengers but then there hasn't been any passengers for a while you know everyone's working really hard everyone's working their asses off and um, you know if Paredes wants to change the lines every now and then just to try and like get a bit more you know bit more offence out of it then you know fair play to him um, and it worked tonight and so you know I hope we take that into the next few games over the Christmas period well I mean let, let's just um, well we'll just mention for a second the fact that this was the first home game for quite some time that we've actually been at full strength but since the 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 the, 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 the re-signing I suppose of Joe Hazeldine and quite frankly Joe Hazeldine scored tonight and Joe Hazeldine came into the Monkey's Hill tonight. He said hello to me. Yeah, he said hello. I, I had a chat with Joe, you know, good chat. No, we didn't. We just exchanged uh, pleasantries. But I told him he played well tonight and he was quite happy about that. So. Quite frankly, had Stojanovic not got a shutout, I think Hazeldine should have had man of the match. I genuinely do, I, because I, I think he was brilliant I tonight. Don't, I don't... I've never agreed with a default... The default action of being oh oh you goal he's got a shutout so he gets he gets a man of the match. I've never agreed with that. I don't think Rock. He wasn't even in my top three. If you're going to do a three stars, I don't think I wouldn't even put Rock in my three stars because I'll be honest because we were that much better than Guildford tonight. You made oh, up when he was sat on his backside, just flashed the glove. I was saying, so you're going to give him a star for one save? Oh dear! He made one. He made one good, really, really good. And I'm not saying that he was he was bad tonight because he wasn't. He got a shutout. He was really, really good. I'm just saying there was players in that squad tonight who deserved a first star, second star, third star above Stojanovic tonight. So, and all I'm saying is you're making John O'Bullard explode here. <laughs> Yeah, John O'Bullard has left the building. <laughs> Look, Vincent, Again, I know, I totally get where John O's coming from. John O's very upset with what I'm saying. absolute worldie. So, so what, for one save, you give me the no, man of the match. He was at the end of a triple, he made a triple save and then made a worldie yeah. to finish off. Yeah. He was but brilliant. He was, he was brilliant. He was, he was, that was what I expect from Stajanovic tonight. He, he didn't do anything that like made me think. He made, he made three or four outstanding saves tonight. Basically, EIHL save of the week, just send in that game because he'll get the top five. So for one save, we're giving him a star. Fair enough. Right, whatever. Um, <laughs> right, and it, and it, to save this from descending into absolute anarchy, I did say this was going to be chaos. I, I, I'm sure I said I was going to... That might have been on the recording that I deleted, but this is going to... I knew this was going to be chaos. I want everybody... I am not saying anything bad about uh, Rock, who, who was fantastic tonight. For me, having a 24-shot shutout needs, like, a... It was 24 shots, wasn't it? I'm sure when we're walking out, there's had 24. It was, it was a 36-shot shutout. But that that is sh that is 36 shots at goal. Yeah. So that doesn't count the shots that were blocked or went wide or. Went. But regardless, that is still, you know, fantastic and what have you. I just I just feel 
that the people that need the nod tonight were Joey Hazeldine tonight was superb. I thought LeMay was brilliant. Um, He's going to go through the whole roster here. He's going to go through the whole roster. It's going to be like Antoine's assessment. It's like match of the day. I'll be, on, and I'll be honest. And for me, um, a, a player who, who for me, his, who lit the lamp. Excuse me. I'm trying to talk over here. No, no. <laughs> a player who lit the lamp at the start of the season. And we all we were all like uh, Muppet crazy for him. I thought Neonman tonight was really really good, and that's that's the sort more than Neonman I want to see. He was he was there. He was involved. You know, he, he got himself a little bit naughty and stuff like that. So that for me, they're the they're three tonight, and that's not taken away from Stajanovic at all. I just thought on a whole we were that much better than Guildford that. Yeah. I never felt worried about the outcome of the game. I know what I'm saying. I never felt worried. And, you know, Stojanovic did what he needed to do and obviously made a really good triple save in the first period. But, you know, it was a really controlled performance. And I want to see that more from Panthers. Okay, you know, we weren't we weren't at our sparkling best defensively tonight, but we didn't need to be because we were clinical. So if we can do that more in home games, control games, you know, stop the teams from like exerting themselves offensively on us and play a tight defensive game, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind us winning games in that manner. Yeah. But by any means necessary, quite frankly, I, you know, I, I would like to think that we are... You know, now we're at full strength. We've got guys who are getting used to each other. They are learning how each other plays. Two two guys I want to highlight who seem to have actually played together all through all through most of the games is Lemay and Michaud. Now, I still get the two of them confused on the ice when they've got helmets on. I have no idea which one's which. Michaud, Michaud, because that's like the the Nottingham thing now, right? Michaud. Well, whatever he's called. I think I, I think him and LeMay, I think they work really, work really well together. Um, it does not help me at all when I'm watching them on the... I don't know how John O does it, but they've both got sevens in their jersey. And so I get them mixed up all the time. LeMay and Michaud. One seventeen, one seven. I know, but because if you see them you know, in a flash or you don't see the whole jersey, I can't tell them apart when they're on the ice. It, 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 it bothers me, but I'm sure I'll get over it. I have to. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's kind of your job. That's kind of your job. I have one job. Yeah, you, yeah, you have one job, that's it. I mean, that sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> I, had, I had trouble tonight when, when Joe Hazeldine scored that first goal. If anyone listened to the commentary back, I paused because I looked and went, 73? We haven't got a 73 in my... And then it just suddenly went, bing! But, I mean, this is where you get all the commentary secrets of, uh, of, of Mr. Jo- Jonathan Bollard uh, on, on, exclusively on the Cat's Whiskers podcast. Um, we'll, ju- we'll just take a, take a little segue for a moment uh, because... Paul Balm is very patiently sitting at the side of me and um, the last podcast we were talking about Paul's book uh, you know, drawing towards completion and uh, on its way to being released um, and you know 
just in time for Christmas, it's ready to go. It's, it's ready, ready and available, isn't it, Paul? It is indeed, yes. It's available on Amazon now. Yes. Amazon, for some reason, have dropped the price. How rude. Indeed. Well, it, it also affects my royalties, but there you are. <laughs> uh, you know, they've, so it is available. It's on there. Just stick Nottingham Panthers in the search engine. I think it's the first option you'll, you'll get. Um, it's it's there. It's great. It's a wonderful gift for Christmas. It certainly is. And um, and if you need a door propping open, I think it's also useful for that. Yeah, it, it is quite the compendium because you know this this is this is not just you know some little this is not just some little hobby that you kind of decided to pick up and, and thought. Yeah, you know, this will this will keep me busy for a month or so. This has been three years in the making, hasn't it? Three, it's been three years. It goes right back to 1939, the actual start of the Panthers. Although the, the club seems to want to claim it's 1946, but that's up to So it goes right back to 1939. It's got all the details, all the details of all the games in the modern era. Some of the stuff about the older era. What happened on the 30th of March 1978? Nothing. nothing, nothing. <laughs> hey, hey, you want to look up my birthday, mate? Uh, we lost to London All Stars. Uh, it's Jim Shepard's birthday, and I don't know if anybody remembers him. And we signed it was Jonathan Paraday, and that's it. Hey, I mean that's that's a decent day. Signing Jonathan yeah, Paraday. My, 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 on, on my day, it's just like we lost to Guildford. We lost. We lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lost to somebody else. We lost to somebody else. We lost. I got very depressed reading my, I was like, oh, nothing happened on like '97 yet because I don't think we have, we were a club in '97 yet. No, we were not. We were not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the first thing I looked at because obviously I'm a self-centered. Son of a son of a gun. That's where, yeah. I think that's where everybody does. To be honest, yeah. everybody looks up their birthday and, and just goes. Oh. If that's the only thing you want to look it for, that, I mean, it's, that on its own is worth it's worth the purchase price. I am biased, obviously, because you're a pal of mine. And, uh, unless you were born on the 13th of March, let's say, everything's a bit. Mm. But, but you know, what this on the 13th of March? Oh, I forget. <laughs> Some, something significant, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, was that when I was crying? Yeah, that, yeah, that was when you were crying and hiding in the toilets. Yeah. Um, this is down to you. This is you. This is all you. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it, it's got everything. It's got games won, games lost. I mean, Shirley Ann Field died recently she features in it because one year when they were filming um, Saturday night Sunday morning in Nottingham her and Albert Finney and the other bloke in Saturday night Sunday morning were asked to um, to judge the Miss Nottingham Panther uh, competition which is all a bit I don't know a bit sexist and all eye and all this that that, so we probably wouldn't do it but you know that that is what happened all, of, on, all, all of these facts and more you can find in Paul's book which is the, the perfect the perfect present for the Christmas gift for anybody it doesn't matter if you're a Panthers fan or anybody else this is not a book this is a book about 
Panthers history. But if you want to find out, I mean, I've sold to Sheffield. If you want to find out what happens for your team against the Panthers, this is the book to get. Marvellous. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can guarantee delivery before Christmas. So, gentlemen, we'll just have a... Maybe a, a, a quick look forward because we are rapidly hurtling towards. Um, so, uh, so we'll Gilbert tomorrow. Yeah. Double headers a go. Yeah, double headers a go go or something. Um, we, we won there last time, didn't we? Yes. Was it penalties? Penalties. First of October, we're on penalties. And uh, 3 2. After being 2 0 down as well, quite early on. Really good comeback. So. Nothing to fear going into Gilbert. I'll be honest, if we don't get a minimum one point tomorrow, I'll be very disappointed. Because Kilver tonight, they didn't, they, they, they didn't give me anything tonight that made me think... And they... And they the, and, 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 and um, we, we, we had a uh, chat about the whole um, uh, transfer policy and stuff, haven't we, like, off, offline, um, over the last um, couple of weeks. Um very welcome news that it, it appears the Elite League have given us a freebie in the Well let's call it a waiver rather than yeah, a freebie. Oh, oh a waiver. But then I did notice that Guildford have basically rolled the dice now and they, they are they are the team that they are now yeah. basically. So they've got nothing left. Talking about Guildford. Transfer, yeah. Oh, what, just transfers generally? Well, I think the point, I think the point Ant was trying to make is that the Elite League of... I mean, I'd, I would love it if we did a podcast that people would listen to. Please listen to our podcast. Anyway, so... And basically, Guildford can't make any more changes, I, yes. I, I don't think. Important. Important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, non-homegrown player changes, yeah. as we have to call them now. Yeah. And that, really? Yeah. Right, okay, we, we've, we've got political correctness. I was, I mean, I was like, I always, I, you know, I actually, as, 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 a, as a, I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to get this out. I've always, I always used to enjoy watching Guildford because I used to hate watching Guildford because they were a right sticky team, they were a right in your face team, they were, they, you know. They, they were they were fast and it used to wind me up so much tonight I saw none of that and they've made their changes already um, good luck I don't think Guildford are finishing top 8 this year I think Guildford have probably got a hangover from last year I'm saying that they'll beat us tomorrow I think Guildford might have a hangover from last season where you know they, they really pushed hard and you know nearly got the job done but fell at the last hurdle and I think I don't know whether that's sort of casting a bit of a shadow over them this year you know and how they've started but you know they made a lot of changes to the roster early on because and to be fair to them you know it takes a brave coach to make all those changes so early in the season because you don't know how things are going to go you know for the next two three months over you know Christmas where yeah the, the fixture schedule is just absolutely mad they, they, they literally went all in in September, I mean that's 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 a, that's not a good that's not a good role. No, um, but I mean the thing is, 
Paul Dixon is like Mr. Guildford Flames. You know, he's not going to get sacked because, you know, I, I think he's sort of part of the ownership group anyway, as well as being the head coach. So, you know, they back him absolutely implicitly. But, you know, he's, he's showed his old hand now. You know, he's showed everything. And they've got no flexibility or wriggle room whatsoever now. So, you know, if they go through another bad period where, you know, they might lose, you know, seven or eight games out of ten, then, you know, he's just got to work with what's available to him now. Um, and, you know, that's going to be tough. So it'll be a real sort of mark of what his qualities are as a coach to get the best from what he's got at his disposal right now. So, but anyway... We seem to be talking more about the Guildford Flames tonight than the Nottingham Panthers, which is a bit weird. Well, I, I mean, I did try to segue into uh, the, the, the double headers we've got coming up over the Christmas period, but I kind of hijacked it, and so I just kind of let it happen. But um, So we've got significantly um, home and home against the Manchester Storm this side of Christmas, and obviously the Christmas games um, after afterwards against Sheffield. So That's two defeats right there. Put, put L's in the column against those two. I mean, I don't. No, I, I no, don't. Let's put two up. We we lose to Sheffield at Christmas. This is. What I, know, I know. We I know we do. I know. They ruin our Christmas every year. They do ruin our Christmas every year. However, the new year they didn't ruin our Christmas. It's when we play Coventry. Indeed, yes. But I, I I don't want. I don't want to throw in the towel just yet on that. I, I want to. I, I I am. I'll be honest. I am so invested in this team. I want to believe that they've got it in them to to win at least the home game. I, w- I would honestly, it would be all my Christmas has come at once, and I'm I'm going to hold on to that. I don't I don't care what you what you lot say. I'm holding on to that. I'm having that. I, I am trying to find the words <laughs> to describe the look that I've just given you. When you're talking about us potentially beating Sheffield. I don't care. I don't care. La, la, la. I'm not listening. What we need to do is, is, cook, is get Jamie Leach to cook him Christmas dinner. I fed you that line. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> yes, indeed. You, yes, that was Adam's line. The thing is, if it wasn't Christmas, if it wasn't Christmas, I would say, yeah, we're going to beat Sheffield this weekend. We're, we're great. No. I mean, it's Christmas. We always lose to Sheffield. I, look, right. I am, I am realistic, and I accept that there is the genuine possibility that once again we are going to have our post-Christmas games. You know, our, our you know, we're going to have the post-Christmas hangover, dealing with the fact that we've been spanked by our nearest and dearest again. But, but I'll talk about this for a Christmas. We beat Sheffield home and away, but then we balls up New Year by losing to Blaze home and away. Greg, no more beer for Ant, please. What's Jason Williams doing? I mean... You don't meet Jason Williams? I do meet Jason Williams, don't you? There was a Jason Williams. Yeah. Yeah, What's yeah. he doing? Is he available? I mean, I love Kelsey Wilson. If we have a Kelsey Wilson type that wants to sign for us, then happy day. You know? yeah, absolutely, I miss him. I miss him. He's laughter, apparently. Yeah. So anyway... Before we, we further descend down the rabbit hole, I think it's probably sensible for us to uh, bring this particular episode of the podcast to a close. So, um, we'll probably, I mean, <laughs> sensibly, I think we're, it, we're probably going to be podcasting around about the time of the Sheffield Games. So, that's probably when you can expect to hear from us again. If not, it'll be around New Year. So, somewhere around the festive season is probably the next time you're going to hear from us. We'll try and do something on the 27th, right? Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. Right thing to do. We're all going to be miserable. Yeah, let's, let's uh, share it. It's quite, quite cathartic but, uh, for us to share that together. 
So, um, but but why? But what if? See, this is me. This is what I'm thinking. I'm not throwing why? in the towel. What if? Why? What if? Anyway. Thank oh, you, you got me excited now, Tina Taylor. Look, thank you very much for certainly putting up with tonight's podcast because yeah, we're going to win the league be, because. But why? Why if we like delay them? I'm dreaming now. Stuck a spanner in the mix. I've set do, him off. Just remember the last time Sheffield were going to win the league and we delayed them. All available in Paul's book. All available in Paul's book and on YouTube because it was a mass brawl. Yeah. Yeah. So Sheffield are going to win the league. Right. But what if we beat them at Christmas? That would be lovely. Does that, but does that make up for the fact that they win the league? No. So you'd rather somebody else win the league and us still do our normal if I, up against Sheffield? If the Nottingham Panthers don't win the league, I don't care who it is. No, oh, I'm with you on that. There we go. Anyway, right. What was I saying? Right, yes, so anyway. We're saying goodbye. Yeah, I was trying to, and then you just decided to start talking again. So, thank you very much for joining us uh, in this half of this season. Uh, there have been certainly some ups and some serious downs. Uh, we're going to continue on uh, come the new year. There'll be no new year, new us. We're still going to continue doing the same things that we've always done, sitting around a table, drunkenly telling you our thoughts over a podcast. So we, we hope you continue to join us. You and yours have a very merry festive season, a very happy new year. And uh, we will see you down the road somewhere. So, from Ant. Yeah, good, good, um, good evening, good night, good morning, whatever. Um, have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. Um, as always, if you've got anything you wanna, you wanna broadcast, if you like, um, then you know, send it to us. And if we like it, we'll say it. If it's like naughty, then we might not say it. Yeah, behave yourselves is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we appreciate each and every one uh, that listens to this, even if you're uh, walking in the middle of the uh, dales and broadcasting because you haven't got your uh, headphones. See, uh, basically, the only listeners at that point are uh, one person and his sheep. But uh, no, have a great Christmas, have a great New Year. Um, come on, the Panthers, we've got a team here that I think we can really, really get behind. And let's see what we can do. We failed my prediction because I said we'd win a trophy. I, th- I thought we'd win the Challenge Cup. We're not no longer in the Challenge Cup. That's two trophies to go for, lad. Two trophies to go for. Adam? All it remains for me to say is Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, thank you for all your support. Thanks for all of your participation and interaction. And can I just profusely apologise for the rowdiness tonight because it has been a riotous episode. So thank you for being with us. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been fun in a weird sort of way, but thank you. Merry Christmas, good night, and drink safely and be responsible. And finally... I have one question before we finish. If we win the playoffs and the league, is that a grand slam? Good evening, good night. Oh, I tell you what, ponder that, let us know, and we if, if, if anybody wants it as a debate point, we'll bring it up on the next podcast. Paul? 
Good night all. You know, the book's on, the book's on Amazon. Uh, it's making a great Christmas present, or as like we said before, a doorstop. So if you've got a draft or a kid who needs shutting up, just get a copy of that. Can I just say, it's not a stocking filler unless you wear very, very big stockings. <laughs> Have I really got to get the edit button out tonight? Um, and have you got anything you want to say? Well, I was going to say, just because it, I think the steam has finished coming out of his ears. So, Jono, have you got any, any closing statements for this podcast for us? Yeah, three home games coming up. You do want to be there. It's Christmas. Tickets available. Panthers.co.uk. Once again, thank you very much. Have a very fun, happy and safe festive season and we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas!